Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to one of the OGs of DJs in Phuket, Gary Holden. From Mr. Jelly Belly Kids Entertainer in the UK, working on one of the biggest breakfast shows, to coming to Phuket and working as a DJ, a radio presenter and appearing on the first season of Asia's Biggest Loser, Gary has been through some amazing times and some tough times. But he's now moving forward and he's starting to deal with his demons and his mental health issues. Gary is super open in this chat, looking back at his journey to Phuket and he touches on some very sensitive topics. But thanks to Gary for opening up as much as he does. If you're suffering from any issues or just feel like you're always in a fog, reach out to someone and talk. Check out the description for this podcast and I've put some contacts for anyone who needs them. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Jay. Welcome, Gary. It's good to have you. Gary Holden, the OG of DJs on the island. I spent all night thinking about that opening sentence. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's that's all I've got. That's all I've got. You can tell. Yeah. (laughs) You can tell. That is all I've got. Yeah, and we're both scratching our heads about it. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for having me. It's very lovely to actually get out of the house. Well, you're very welcome. And I've just walked in to interview you, and you're about to tell me that you're about to leave Phuket. Yeah, we can get into that a little bit later. So yeah, is, this, is this a Phuket exclusive? That's the bit I want to know. Or is this common knowledge already? Well, I don't think anyone gives a out. toss anymore about <laughs> the OJ and the GH anymore. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, oh, he's done the biggest lose. He put the weight back on. He's depressed. Tell him to fuck off. That's basically... Oh, I'm not allowed to say that. No, you can, you can, you can use the F-bomb. Okay. We're all right with so the F-bomb. No, we're we can use the F-bomb. We can't say the C. Correct. Okay. Well, it just means I have to go and edit Russell's C words out, and I just can't be bothered to be. You know, <laughs> to I'm be perfectly honest, my it is a pain in the ass. So. Yeah, I, I do. I'm, I'm, I've been pretty good lately. I've turned it down a wee bit. You one podcast in? Yeah, you've done really well. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks. Uh, Gary Holden, legend of the Phuket DJ scene of the DJ of the DJ of the Phuket entertainment scene. How uh, you doing? When did you get here? Not as into K9 Point Academy where we are right now. And if you do want your dog trained, come here. Um, When did you get to Phuket? 2004, just before the tsunami. Just before the tsunami? Yeah, and leaving after the virus. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been bookended by two massive, (laughs) massive moments in history. I've lived through two coups. I've survived the plane crash in Phuket. You could have a hell of a T-shirt printed up. You really could. That's what the virus is all about. Just to bring back those T-shirts. We survived. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, we're yeah, on the back with a little yeah, tick, like yeah, a yeah. rock concert. SARS, bird flu and all yeah, of that. They yeah, had yeah. It all. <laughs> now you just got the virus. Yeah. Trump, so 2004, just before the, the horrible tsunami. What was the, where were you before that? Uh, well, I was actually in the UK. Uh, came here on honeymoon uh, back in 2000, beginning of 2004. Just for a holiday? Honeymoon. Yeah, but that's a holiday though, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I never went on the Well, no. I, I mean, the thing was, back in the UK, I used to be an entertainment, children's entertainer, family entertainer, and I wanted to, and I hate children, but I make a lot of money, um, and I did very well at it in the UK, and I managed to get into prem- doing premiership footballers' parties so, for kids. So I got to do very well. How did... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Before we get on to the honeymoon, so what got you into 
take us back to the children's entertainment stuff. Well, I was Mr. Jelly Belly. Right. Um, how did I get into it? Yeah. Well, obvious. Uh, if you don't work hard at school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's only thing you can do when you're dyslexic. Been in boarding school since the age of seven. Uh, and, uh, at, you know, uh, where did you came grow- out with no qualifications. So where were you growing up in the UK? I was in boarding schools. But From wh- the age of seven, my parents sent me. They loved me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, and whereabouts, uh, whereabouts in the UK were you in boarding school? Uh, all over. Okay. I didn't stay in one for very long. Right. Um, I was expelled from most of them. Gotcha. Um, for what? Just being... Just for not understanding Latin. Right. Which I mean, I'm going back to school where they taught me Latin. I can tell you, I'm 52 in June, which is now. Yeah. So in a couple of weeks' time, I'm 52. I can honestly tell you, I've never used an equation. I've never used Latin. Ever. See, so I'm at this school at seven. I don't know, have you ever used Latin? Fuck off. Exactly. Right. That's a no, I think. My worst thing was double Latin. Well, what's the difference between Latin and double Latin? 90 minutes or 45. <laughs> You've never done boarding school, have you? Oh, no, I haven't, no. It's like a prison for rich people. And back then, they didn't know anything about dyslexia and stuff like that. So I struggled my whole time. That's how I got into clowning. Okay. Clowning? Yeah, I actually went back to one of my old schools, and the headmaster had put that I would be a clown, and I wore my whole clown outfit um, and went to see him. Just out of interest, but without getting too serious. um, So you're 52 this this next week? Yeah, next week. So when you were at school, yep. and you, did you know you were dyslexic? I knew I was different. I okay. didn't understand anything. I was beaten. You, I was hit quite a lot um, in class. Um, so, so before you went to boarding school back then, your parents used to pay a lot of money for sure. you to go to school. But they also got the option if they were allowed to hit you or not. Yeah. And your parents would have to sign yeah. something. So my parents said, whack him. So, you know, I really didn't have a great child. Sure. <laughs> so, but, but also at the time, people didn't know much about dyslexia. So no. they just thought, well, you were just being a difficult twat. Yes. Right? And so, and then... It was horrible. And then that's just the vicious cycle. Yeah. And uh, I've left with no qualifications. Um, and I had to go into something that I enjoy. I can't work for other people. As people that I've worked for here can tell. Hello, <laughs> 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 <And then> Mr. Byron. <laughs> Oh, you picked a difficult one. <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. Bless, bless him. I, I'm not just sure. Gonna... I'm not sure that's got anything to do with your dyslexia. To be perfectly yeah, yeah, honest, yeah. No. No, just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's, yeah. It's... Did you find it because I, 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 I can semi feel your pain. You're, you're, you're a little bit older than I am, um, and I can semi understand where you're coming from. Uh, di- so did you, when you said you felt you were different, so did you then change how you were? Did you play on that a little bit? Good question. Um, As in, utilize no. the personality of it. Well, so just just you, over because if you if you are different and you you, you don't understand. So, for example, when I was at school and I didn't understand something, I would play on the comedy or play on the class yes. clown yes. because then that that comes. Then you become liked, and it's like okay, Jay's a cool guy or Gary's a cool guy because they're mucking around, and it hides the fact that you're struggling. No, uh, yeah, struggling. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say stupid, but that's the wrong word to no. use completely. No, because you know, cause I, I, back then they would have thought you were stupid. Yeah. Now I actually think it's a, you know, I really wish I could have learnt now, or uh, how the kids are learning now, because um, I really don't read and write very much. So that was the other thing I, when when I'm doing when I was doing DJing or whatever. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I do everything by sound. I do everything by, I know where that song is, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just know it works. Yeah. So that's, I have no, I can feel things and understand things in my, my head and it works. Yeah. But to everyone else, it's nuts. So you're probably fine with, once you've got a process with regardless of what it relates to, you're probably quite intuitive with working that process out and yeah. being able to recall it without much yeah. of a second glance. Whereas, which is a, in itself, is a good skill, whereas most people would sort of struggle to go through the same processes themselves. Oh, do I go from here to here to here? Yeah. Whereas with you, it's like that's just your default position. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's a strange good way of looking at it. Good work, yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to explain dyslexia because a lot, I mean, people just say, oh, you just can't spell. Because that's yes. what I get a lot. I mean, I, my problem, I mean, I. Uh, Trying fair, to, uh, I can't, can't spell. No, I can't, I can't spell. <laughs> there, where, and what, and why, where, where they are. Oh my God! D's <laughs> and D's and everything is. Uh, no, I. I mean, with me, uh, I can read something, and I can be trying to write what I'm reading, but it's totally different to what it's actually on the paper. So what, I, what I actually, I never read books because I. D even though I have imagination and people think, oh, you must love books. I can't read books. It can't hold my attention. I've, no, I've I understand read that. one or two books probably in interest, my life. I saw, a, I saw this on Facebook years ago, but it's, um, it, it's done the rounds. Um, if you look at a block of text in the English language, and I'm, I'm, oh, that's a good question. I don't know if it works for other languages, but certainly in English. If you read any passage of text, we only need the first and the last letter to be in the right place. It doesn't matter where the other letters are. Yeah, no. It, it, and you can look at that. And, and you can read it. And you can read it. Have you, you seen these? Yeah, because yes. right. your brain works it out. Yeah, so as dyslexic, can you still read that? I can. Yes. I find it easier to read that yes. than, I've, than I Which do. Which was my next question. Yeah. Is there, is because there... your brain can jump it up. When you've got the... See, I'm going through at the moment with, with Ashton, my five-year-old. We're going through phonetics. So we've got online school. Okay. And, and I find... And I, I struggle to understand a five-year-old's phonetics and the, the spelling. Even I get it wrong. And it's so embarrassing that I'm homeschooling my five-year-old and I'm spelling stuff wrong. And it, it, it's just difficult. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I've, I've got a couple of apps on my phone where it's like a, I'm doing a spelling thing just to help me just practice. Yeah. And it asks you a question, then you have to try to spell the word. But the problem is I can't... Sometimes I read the question wrong. So the other day, I think I was reading something about a, a convertible couple. And the question was, what is a convertible couple? I couldn't think of it. I couldn't get it, couldn't get it, couldn't get it. And it wasn't until I kind of read it about eight, nine times, it was in, what is a convertible coupe? And I've yes. seen couple and coupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that sometimes it's just your brain just doesn't get it. Just right. doesn't get it. Anyway, that's dyslexia. We'll get on to, so we've got dyslexia. We'll do depression, hey, we'll do depression <laughs> later. Let's get the other D in next. <laughs> or is it an F? So we've got oh, depression and drugs to cover. So, yeah, right. got the I've got you covered Spin on all wheel. the Ds. I've got the triple D. I can do them all. Okay. So you when name you, um, it. So going back to your school. So school was a bit of a shitty time. Let's, let's move on to some, try to get some positives. Oh, no, no, some great stuff came out. You know what great came out of all this stuff? Came a career in uh, entertaining, making people yeah. laugh. I was on Channel 4 Big Breakfast back in the... So hold on, so, so, so talk us through. So after school, you decided, look, school ain't for me. I'm not going to go to university. I'm going to go and entertain. So what was your first kind of, apart from... Oh, no, my first job was McDonald's. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I worked in McDonald's. Doing just the... Flipping burgers, man. Flipping Absolutely. burgers. Because um, I lived in America. My last uh, six... Uh, when I was 18, I left America. I got sent out. I got kicked out of America at 18. So I... <laughs> what took you there? Uh, my family and my parents thought so that I, I should go to Bell Buckle, Tennessee, Webb School, uh, a boarding school in Tennessee. 
which is great from, for a 14-year-old kid f- from England being dropped at a school in Tennessee called the Web School, Bell Buckle, Tennessee. Wow. And in Bell Buckle, Tennessee, they had, back then, they had about 275 peak population. Yeah. And, but when the school was in, we had 596. Yeah. Jesus, wow. it was so weird. It's so weird. My life is so weird. Um, but yes, I was in America. Though. So at 18, got kicked out of America. Of I can't what, go back to got America. Got kicked out of America for yeah. what? Um, I, I'll be honest. I, I was uh, hooked on drugs for, from about 14. So 14 pretty much years when you old. arrived. My whole, whole life I've been struggling with drug, alcohol, addiction as well. I gave up drinking in January. Um, because it was getting over the top. So sure. I bet you're pleased you called me in today, no, didn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, but but I, this, I, is, I, this is where I'm... T- it's good to talk to listen, you Listen, the, the interesting thing for you is, is our lives really kind of a, a, a semi-parallel-ish. Because totally. I lived in America for a year, but I can understand. And being in America as a, as a kid, an English kid in America, was, was terrible. Was, was terrible. I was lost. I was... So for my... I, I went as a... A, third, a 12, 13-year-old, so going through puberty as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a terrible time. But I was put into high school, even though I should have been in junior high. So I was a freshman in high school, and I was a year younger than all the freshmen, and I was English. Yeah. So just tick all the boxes of bully, 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 let's bully some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a weird one, yeah, because, I mean, I was called a red... At one point, they were all calling me red coat, and I had yeah. no idea... Yeah. Where, what, what they were saying, I'm like, what, I'm not from Butlins. Yeah, that was my nickname. God, Limey. <laughs> but yeah. Redcoat was, did you get called Limey? Red? I used to be called yeah. Limey all the time. No, I got called Redcoat. I mean, it was, I mean, I took it as a term of endearment. So, um, but I mean, I, I'm Because you're a positive guy. depressing fuckers. And to be fair, <laughs> this was when I was in Texas, what, 10 years ago? As opposed Can to I just say, I do, I, I, I do like Texas and I've got a lot of <laughs> good <laughs> Do you have cowboy Texas. boots and a belt? Yeah. She did have, she did have cowboy boots. And she had a gun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, just going going back a sec. So you, you land in Tennessee. I land in Tennessee. Well, I mean, to go back really far, sure. um, basically to, to put another tick in the box, and that's what I've been dealing with over the last two years of counselling. Uh, there was abuse from um, uh, from boarding school all the way from my childhood, from being in boarding school. Um, certainly, seven to eleven was very serious um, abuse in the systems back then. Yeah. Um, that comes with so many different <clears throat> uh, problems in itself. Back in a time when everyone was strange, you know, the seventies, and uh, you yeah. know, Jesus, God, just saying it makes me shake. Um, and that's where I think everything for me. Um, I, I can go back to and I've, I've been seeing count when I've admitted to it and I said yes this happened to me yes I've you know uh, it's happened it's it's very difficult and I was at an old boys school okay. so you know when I came out it really was confusing everything was confusing the whole time so um that been dealing with that and then boarding school and then I guess being expelled all the time and just being who I am um that's just how it spiraled and my drug taking started at around 12 and a half 13 what years what were you taking if I may ask? I started pot um and then within a year I was I was Everything injecting else. meth yeah right. wow by 15 Obviously, you've got no no family support network. 
Um, so you're the, you're uh, well, no, we've, 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 we've had to sort all that. It's no one's fault at no, the no, end no. of the day. I, I don't no, blame people because it is what it is and it's how I have coped through life. But as but I've got older... Moment, in that moment, do you... Can no, you, you uh, I, remember in, I remember about 16 and my parents were worrying about me, obviously, then. And they were saying... Um, and I moved to California and I was going to high school, but I never went because... Once you've been to boarding school, the fact that you don't actually, you know, yeah, yeah. they used to drop me off and I used to go out the other way. Yeah. <laughs> My parents used to drop me off in the morning. I'd go, hey, there's no one here to keep me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I yeah. never really went. Um, so, yeah, I didn't. They When we did get help or my parents went to help, the way they dealt with it back then was I had to feel as low as they, I had to feel so low. So my parents uh, kicked me out. I lived on the side of a river with an ex-Vietnam vet, uh, veteran, uh, having great trips. LSD, yeah, we were really going for I'm so happy I can talk on this because I'm gone soon, so <laughs> I'm yeah. not looking for any jobs uh, anymore. Uh, listen, listen it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to help people with, yeah. because, yeah. I o opening up about, I mean, this is what, what got me through my um, issues, was just opening up about everything. You got it. So, and I, I don't, look, everyone takes drugs. Every, well, not everyone, but a lot of people take drugs. A lot of people have done some silly things in life. So just don't open up, man. It's got nothing to, yeah. you know. I, I think from my point of view, when Holy. I opened up, it made me feel a lot better. It made people then understand me a little bit more. So yeah. I think that uh, the people that care want to hear it and then they, they can understand because the thing is communication is really important. And if you don't tell people how you're feeling, and it's like I walked in here, I'm in a pissed off mood. I'm in a really bad yeah. couple of days. I need to tell people, I'm in, I'm in a bad place. No yeah. matter what you guys do, nothing's going to change the fact I'm in a bad place. Yeah. So I think communication is really key. So don't worry about it. No, I mean, I've, I've been talking openly now about this um, because I was in a place where people, uh, you know, I could help, not help, but because it's really hard to help yourself. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I did realize that being able to be honest, once you've said it, once those words have been said, then you can start a healing process. Yeah. It's not a blame. I've, I've never blamed anybody. Uh, I've never said, oh, it's my parents' fault for sending me to boarding school. I did. Probably I did. But as I've got older, no. It is what it is. They did what they thought was right. And, and, that's, and that's, as, that's the key you know, So really, it's no one's fault where yeah. we are. Um, I'm in a lot better place than what I was. Sure. And it's it's... Phuket brought the bad side out of me at the mm -hmm. beginning. I think it does with a lot of people. It's a strange... It's, Phuket's uh, a bit of a yeah, strange bubble for Let's that. be honest. Yeah. yeah. Phuket was a crazy time. Uh, wow. It kind of is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow, I can, yeah. I, I, It's crazy. And how I have managed to keep my wife, Jackie, I am yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> I, I mean, bless her heart. I yeah. love her so much. Oh, she's the and when I moved here, I remember someone saying, whatever you do, always make Jackie feels safe and, and, and wanted because you're living on an island that's uh, male-orientated. Now, I think that's changing now, and I'm hoping after the virus that the, 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 the island will grow in a good direction again, um, and it's ready for someone else to rejuvenate and have fun like mm. we had fun. I'm on the other side of 50 now. Um, you know, I don't... You get better with music as you get older, uh, and I've gone from... 
right parties and yeah, weddings yeah, yeah, to yeah. to sunset chill outs you yeah. know and seven years at, at the pavilions at the 360. Yeah. Um, so i think things get better sure uh, uh as time goes on and that's how you can then talk about things and you know but also sure. the, the benefit of talking it through a the first thing is for you as an individual to get it off your chest and to say it and then once you've said it well that wasn't so bad i'm still alive you can say it again and all of a sudden yeah. saying these things it becomes more accepted. You're stronger with it. It's just something that happened. It's a situation I can deal with it, yeah. which puts you in a unique position to genuinely be able to help people that are struggling with that first step. Yep. So, I mean, from a, a slightly different angle, I, I had an ex-girlfriend back in the UK that had issues with drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, drugs in particular. And I, um, as much as we loved each other and I really wanted to help her, and we would speak to counselors. I was speaking to online, and not online, just calling up sort of like, not Samaritans, but just uh, whatever the people were. Yep. And most of them were run by ex-addicts. They've got to be. And they would all say the same thing. Look, I applaud what you're trying to do and trying to help, but you're not, you, you don't know what she's going through. That's right. You've never experienced it, so you can't relate. And she's, she knows that. So it's, it's always going to create that division. Totally agree with that. So, and it's the same with a mental health issue or any issue, really. If you, you're in a really unique position to, as much as it's been painful, it's yep. been hurtful to go through it, the way to utilize that and to push that back is to at least help someone else. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's the I've, bit ta- the I've talked board. to people about, I mean, my alcohol, uh, as many people know uh, here, I'm a bi- I was a big, big binge drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, when depression was coming in, I had to drink to be sociable and then you're drinking and I'm and I do 20 25 bottles of Heineken yeah. um, you know I walk into restaurants still now and I've been in there once and they know what beer to put on yeah. the table for me you know they you see me coming they're going ticking we yeah. got the you know it's ridiculous and I was using that and then I realized nothing good is coming in my life while I'm pissed or drunk you know while I'm like this mm. Everything bad has come from me drinking. Nothing positive has ever come from me drinking. But to make that connection... I've uh, fallen out with people because I'm drunk. You've jumped in the uh, marina at Royal Paquette. That was to raise some money for the dogs, yeah. Were you drunk at the time? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I remember that so well. Sorry, I was just trying to bring bring back... You remember it? Well, I don't... I I think it was the first time that I've... that I'd seen you perform. I don't remember you jumping in, but I remember because it was at Peter Weber's. It was at it the. It was all those years at Les Diables. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. say it right because you know what you're like. It with was both shows no, and it was Lezange, Lezange, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Les Diables. No, oh, it was Les Diables. Les Diables. Because he called it Les Diables when he moved to Boat right. Lagoon to yeah. try to be. Like, I'm now the him. angel. He's, a good, he's, a good, he's back. Uh, you know, he left Yeah, that's an interesting story. It'd be interesting to find out more about that one. Anyway, can I just. I don't want to just come away from the... Oh, no, we the, need to be... God, blind, people but are no, hanging themselves listening no, to no, this. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> they, 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 they won't be. They've listened to me for the last 36 episodes, for Christ's sake. <laughs> whinge and moan. Um, I just want to get into the... You mentioned you was on the Big Brother. So just tell us... Big Breakfast. Big Breakfast. Um, Morning TV. How did you go in from the horrible experience from school in 18 and leaving America to then going into entertainment? Okay, so I did lots of crappy jobs as I said, McDonald's, stuff like that. Um, I got fired from most of them. Um, I, worked for Bur- I worked for Burger King, but it used to be called Wimpy. 
Now, do you remember the Wimpy? I remember yeah. Wimpy was burgers right. on a plate. Yeah, so Wimpy, Burger King bought out Wimpy, yeah. I believe, back in the day, right? So I, I started doing, you know, kids have parties in the thing. So I used to be the beef eater. I used to dress up as a beef eater and I used to go and do... Uh, in Wimpy? Yeah, yeah, it's a big beef eater. It's Burger King. Wimpy Burger King. Right. Burger I don't King ever remember. Wimpy out. Yeah, 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 okay, I'm with you. Right. So they had a mascot and you used to wear that and you could get an extra burger and a, a drink for Were doing you, it. Forgive me this question. Were you uh, large at this point as well? Large is the wrong word to say, is yeah, it? I guess. But, 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 but were I you was on my way. I was <laughs> enjoying myself very well much. On my way. <laughs> I was on my way there with lovely. Oh, geez, those were the days. Um, yeah, no, and um, so one day I was wearing the outfit and I got really bored. And so I went and queued. This is in Oxford. I, I went down the road and queued at lunchtime at McDonald's in Burger in full King's. Regalia. Yeah, in ah. their full, full thing, and I got sacked. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Do you know you do that now, and that's guerrilla marketing. You'd get a a bonus. I would. I got. I got. I got kicked out. Good point. Yeah, I'd get a bonus. You really would. You'd be like that. That's brilliant. Well done. So yeah, they didn't see it. Um, So that's how. So then I realised that obviously entertaining is. I ran pubs for a couple of years, which was really not. It's always a good idea for an alcoholic, isn't it? Yeah. So I had my first pub at twenty-one. In Milton Keynes. And then uh, the city yeah. of roundabouts. Oh, it's it's a bloody what a place! I used to run this pub, and if I didn't have a black eye on a Saturday, hold on, morning, I'm about to on a Sunday. I'm about to argue the ginger one. Swindon, hmm. the Milton Keynes. Sure, Swindon. Oh no, Swindon's got the the magic roundabout with the five. Oh, that's got the man. Which one? Yeah. yeah, that's got the which it's way you're going around it with five roundabouts around. Yeah, it. no, we've got one in um in Benfleet where I was born in Essex. Here's a quick question for you. Yeah, how come roundabouts? Work everywhere in the world apart from Thailand. No, they do. When there's a <laughs> pandemic on and they leave the roundabout open, it works really well. It's amazing. As soon as the frigging things stop, then they start putting the barriers back. Ugh. It is amazing that it's taken it a virus to open the barriers at Heron's uh, Monument. But they're yeah. back now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're back to some chaos on the roads. It's lovely. You know, I actually quite enjoyed the break. No, I was saying to Russell, it. I said exactly the same thing. Because I've actually it. been living my life without having to make an excuse not to go out. I've absolutely <laughs> bloody loved it. Exactly Bring it on. Exactly. If we're all safe, I could just sit here. I don't have to have a talk about where I'm going for dinner because yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. It's perfect. It's exactly how today? I feel as well. What are you doing Netflix. today? How can I make up an excuse? I don't need to. Quiet on the roads. No one hassle. No one just get on. Oh, I miss it. I miss it. I do, I, you know, I'm still doing it. I'm self-isolated still because <laughs> it's just so good. And I actually, some people are going to come out of this with their lifestyles a little bit different because yeah. I've never worked nine to five. I've always, you know, all these things. And actually, my lifestyle, I've always wanted to do less work, more money. Um, so that's why I uh, went into children's entertainment because you get that right. So how did you time. how did you get from Burger King getting sacked at Burger King stroke Wimpy into the after running the pubs? pubs. Yep. After the pubs, you then went into children's yeah, entertainment. Yeah, I, um, I was I was doing furniture removals for MFI. Do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. yeah I used Made to deliver. Minutes. I used to deliver in Peterborough. I used to go and collect. Yeah, that was self-employed. Um, and then after that, I decided I was with my ex-wife. Uh, at the time, the dress rehearsal, as yeah. I call it. Um, and yeah, I just thought they were earning, back then they were earning £25 an hour or something. And I was thinking, 
<sighs> do that. I've got a big head of Mr. Jelly Belly. And I came up with this concept and this world, and um, it was just brilliant for me because I was creating one armed fisherman that used to say, you know, I caught a fish, it was this big. Um, <laughs> a one armed fisherman. Yeah, no, I get it. It just yeah. doesn't work on the podcast, mate. Yeah. I wasn't trying to. I was yeah, trying no, to impress yeah. you. No, no, I was no, trying to impress you. You did leave a dramatic pause for, for us to giggle. I I'm did. just saying for the listeners, Gary has got, and he still has, <laughs> but the last five minutes had one arm out, which is sort of like. But when, when you say, so you created this whole, but what was your, I'm just trying to think, so what was your plan to go and do, so I'm, like, I'm yeah, going to I want to do kids parties. I want to do kids parties. I want to, and uh, I want to be the best at it. And was the, mo- so I didn't was the motivation initially financial or a case yeah. of I like, I know I can do this. This is my. Um, I think this it is was my work because there was. A, I wanted to do less that work. Entertaining drive. Yeah, I wanted to do less cool. work, create something, and you know, you were getting good money for doing something. Um, and as I say, I didn't like children, but by God, I loved them while I was there, and uh, they got all the attention Mr. Jelly Belly could give them. Um, so you were doing. So you're basically pitching yourself out as Mr. Jelly Belly. will come and do your kids' party for one or two hours. Yeah, and we'll entertain you. Play started games. off with the started off with a normal kids party, and then I got into we did a music CD, we did dance. It was like a, like a show. Uh, it was like before the Wiggles, so it was that sort of thing. Yeah. Mr. Jelly Belly. Um, we had a Christmas song, didn't go anywhere, but we had one. Did it for <laughs> charity. Um, I had a CD out with the, the Jelly Belly song, and I had a dance routine to it. Um, I still have families now, uh, people from Peterborough, who send me photographs of them as they're older now, no when I did their kids' parties. Wow. Um, it was just lovely. It really is. And, uh, uh, you know, Jelly Belly was brilliant. Um, it was so much fun to do. Um, and to bring joy. Uh, Lasting joy. Yeah, and that, that just... Got better and better. I got onto the radio, then it went into TV. And this is it. So, where, so tell us, because getting onto radio and TV is massive. So, you was yeah. in Peterborough doing your. I was doing, uh, yeah, I was doing Jelly Belly, and then I hooked up with the local station there. And then schools on a Wednesday used to phone up, uh, and I would go and take their assembly as Mr. Jelly Belly and turn up in the, uh, the, the station's car and uh, go and run the. A school assembly for 20, 30 minutes. That's what they won. So the kids would all be phoning yeah. in. So, and then I would turn up. That's and, fantastic. And, and That's run old right school, proper local radio. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely, absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I, turn up I, I have to say, I do miss that a little yeah. bit. Well, we all do, don't yeah. we? It's like, uh, we all look back at those that's times. That's proper community-centred, that is. But yeah. that is, that totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, to be part of the, that's what radio was, to be about part of the community. And it, uh, to me, that's, uh, that probably is still there back in the UK. That's where it misses a trick here, mm. is being We've part d- of the community. Yes, I totally agree. I think uh, radio has got a, a huge place in people's uh, lives. And Absolutely. I think, it's, I think it's lovely. I mean, I go back to listening to Chris Evans, or back, well, go back further, but Chris Evans in the UK, um, and Chris Moyles were two of my favourite breakfasts. Uh, See, I was host. Caesar. I remember Caesar the Boogeyman on Essex FM. Essex <laughs> FM. I, was year, I, I mean, that what first got me really loving radio was, was listening to that guy who was just this character. And but you're right, there, there was so much local stuff going on, and it's a shame now that. And it's not knocking the radio stations here because no, they are not. here for a reason, and that is primarily money. money. Is money, and it's yeah. a marketing tool, and it's, it's adding to the value of what they're doing for them, which is great. You don't do much 
I'm not saying they yeah. don't go out into the community. They do, but you don't see them going to the locals no. doing those kind of you things. Used to do fates. We used to go and do, and and, mm. and and that's the good thing about radio. And I've always loved it. You think how many people um, are probably lonely, but that voice, uh, that 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 buzz yeah. you get listening to that person in the morning, it's or still whatever, there. It's yeah. lovely. People. It's that's why podcasts are still so you know they're so popular and and gaining more and more traction because people still love that audio. People. Do, but there's a big difference between a podcast and live radio. Oh, and no, I, completely. I yeah. do listen to my podcast, but I much prefer live, live radio because I know they're there right now. I'm yes. listening to someone and that's that. They're a billion miles away, but there's that connection. It is a very weird mm. feeling, isn't it? Yeah. To being on the radio, certainly here, because you don't think anyone's listening. And of course, half the island you can't hear. Cause yeah. <laughs> but it is, it, it is, it is. Come on. So I think there is something to go with the digital maybe fm isn't ever going to go but i think the chat you know i think we'll end up more digital people are getting used to mm. that's why podcasts are taking well, off people uh, can jump in their car boom bang yeah. but i also think podcasts are changing and podcasts are becoming overly more uh, produced yeah i mean if i really would think about it i should go and do more production on on this podcast i don't you know i'd adding, edit gary holding out for a start mate <laughs> that's a lot of editing <laughs> and then that was a lot of editing <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> editing Russell's swear words out enough. Yeah. But it's also, you know, they're now doing live podcasts, you know, video podcasts. It is evolving into different things, but yeah. technically it is still radio. It's just not on the old classic FM yes. kind of channel. Yeah. And, but it's and still you, there. Yeah. It's, so it's, how did you go from then? So you went from radio local community into TV, you said? Yeah, doing TV, uh, doing TV appearances, uh, did the warm-up for the big breakfast uh, on Channel 4. So we used to get down there at about... Oh, Jesus, three in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. yeah, I was just getting in. Um, so the big breakfast was a, a Channel Four breakfast show. It was wasn't related to kids, though, was it? The big breakfast. It was, it was mental. It was related to more of the older teens. It was mental. I could not. They used to have puppet zig and zag, oh, and I, I just zig couldn't. And zag. zig and zag in the bathroom with Chris Evans uh, is just probably some of my favourite <laughs> TV. Uh, two aliens in a bath at yeah. half past eight in the morning. It's so just so random. Zig and zag as well. Pack yeah. of Rizzlers. See, so normally, so a lot of comedians <laughs> do the warm up. <laughs> a lot of the comedians. Sorry, it's me giggle. Have you only just realised? Yeah. Zig and zag. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I they did. Were Rizzlers, yeah, guys. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have just. It's just kind of tweaked. Um, a lot of comedians will go. Like Peter Kay was a warm up act yep. for TV, and, and and a lot of them, the stand up guys, did warm up. So, was it something you wanted to take from there or not? I did, and I wanted to go further, but I had this past. That was still there. Which was abuse. Um, whichever way, uh, you know, sexual abuse in the family. However you look at that, I knew as I was getting older, that story's going to come out. And as you got popular, if you got famous, that would come out. And then they'd go, oh, you're a children's entertainer. And, you're, you know, it just I freaked out. It was getting so good that I actually decided to move away from the UK so that I would fail. So that... That's how I see it now. Why? Wow. Because people in the UK like to bring you down. They, sure. they build you they up, build you bring up you down. down. They can yeah. bring you everywhere. Um, and a children's entertainer has a um, has that has a bit of old, you know, dirty old clown, dirty old man sort okay, of Okay, I see where you're So from. where if yeah. you suddenly got popular and that you got famous and someone came out of the past and said something and you're an entertainer and 
it's 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 when you were a kid, yes. but it still comes back to haunt you. There's a I can't do it. Well, I so I left. I, I think what what you're saying is interesting because yeah, a lot of and I. If we could take the Jimmy Savile example. Now, Jimmy Savile obviously got done for kiddly fiddling. Um, well, he got away with it. He got away with it for a long time. But a lot of the, but also back in the day, it was very different. And it's, it's very, you know, teeny yes. boppers, I mean, were jumping over these people to be with them. And then all of a sudden, 20 years... Now, I'm not saying right or wrongly, but then 20 years later, they're saying, oh, blah, 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 touched me when I was 14. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know what? The celebrity thing, though... No, there's, there's, I'm not disagreeing. There's, there's a, that's a different. You'll explain it better than I will. No, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, which is a case of it, <clears throat> it's not so much it was a different time, so it's, it was allowed. That's that's not the argument. It was a different time, whereas everyone's coming out saying, "Yes, oh, this person put his hand on my ass." Now, whether the guy did it or not, and whether there was any intent, that's the, the yeah. bit that you can't prove. And However, your situation, sorry, yeah. if I'm understanding correctly, was you're building up your own profile. Yeah. You're going up and up and up. Yeah. But in the back of your mind is, I knew. I've got his, <coughs> excuse me, history here in, in terms of abuse, child abuse. Yeah. I'm now working with kids. Yeah. And this is, what year is this? Ballpark. Uh, when I was working with the uh, to, uh, Jelly Belly was, yes. Okay. So trying to put, how would that have been portrayed? If Yes. If it suddenly comes out, oh, Jelly Belly was abused yep. or whatever. That's it can be distraught in any way, you know. It, it can. And I would, I would argue the point that if it came out now... It would be totally different be and different. it would have been supported. It would, yeah, absolutely. And actually, you could have and probably helped a lot it. of more people. Yes, yeah, I could, could have, have helped more people. It. But people don't work like that in the UK or around the world, I find. when You, you know, that's not how it was going to work. So back then, no. I, 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 no. I understand your thought process. And, and then I just thought, what, how destroying would it be if I got all the way onto my own TV show, which is where we were going. And we were, yeah, it came out and I, I got scared. And okay. so I decided, we, we, you know, um, I'd rather, rather than, yeah, I guess the way I was back then was, it's better to hide it. Okay. Um, but if it did come out, you'd be like, oh, and it would be, now I've spoken about it. I wish I could have spoken about it back then. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because it would have saved so many people in our, uh, uh, you know, t to open up mm. uh, about what happened at school, the teachers, the priests, uh, everything that went on at Wellingborough and different schools that we were at. And I met a guy in Hong Kong recently, and he was at our school, and he, he, he fell prey to one of the teachers as well um, at that school. Sorry. <clears throat> Take your time. Uh, and he's messed up as well. Uh, bless him. But he's talking about it now as well. So that's the main thing, that you can, you, you can talk about it. I, I try and apologize to anyone that I might have hurt in the past. Um, you know, I've, it's a very strange situation. And listen, you, you just said something there, kind of resonated with me a little bit you said that you you wish you'd have said it before because you could have helped lots of people yeah i i disagree you're saying it now which means you're about to help lots of people so i think you should never say i should have said it i mean i should have said it years ago that i was depressed and suicidal yeah but i then i said it within a, a, a certain time period i don't regret that time that i didn't say it 
Yeah. Because you're just dealing with it. And I think that from your point of view, you should you should feel very proud of yourself that you're able to stand up now on a forum like this in front of two listeners. One alpha male <laughs> <laughs> two listeners. One alpha male, one not so alpha male, you know, and, and you're very open with it. And uh, I, and I think that you will I mean if, if if we take anything from this podcast just be able to open up a little bit. bit of totally people bit. out there, you know, and, and talk about it. It doesn't matter what you've got, even if it's... I don't, I don't know what it is, and I'm, I'm in a shit mood at the moment. I don't really know. My sure. words aren't coming out right. Sure but I think you should, what you should be is proud that you're able to sit here in front of us and say what happened. I do feel that. Uh, I appreciate you saying it. Um, and um, it is something that I'm going to take forward I've been trying to do podcasts, been trying, you know, I, during the virus, uh, the black cloud came to see me and that's why I started doing, like you're doing with your podcasts and that, it's keeping you going, giving you a purpose. Gives you a purpose, uh, gives you a goal uh, and, to hit. And, you know, my mum listens. That's all I need. To us. Do you know, uh, yeah, no, not to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and she certainly won't be continuing <laughs> on to 37 <laughs> and 38 <laughs> after yeah. this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and actually, let's be honest. Thanks, I'm Gary's leaving mom. the island, and my mum's turning around, going, "I don't think you'll be coming here either now." <laughs> but no, I'm going to actually want. I'm, I'm actually going to do a blog vlogging of being in this country for so long, and I'm actually going back to a country that has been divided by Brexit. Yeah. Um, I left that country. I've been back less than three weeks. And I'm going back to a country that I, I just don't know. You're going to a foreign country, mate. Yeah. This is my home. This has been my home for so long. It's just so low. And I feel... And you know why it's my home? Because I chose it. So I okay. chose to live here. Why? Well, Make yeah, that so effort. Yeah, so let's get on to that. So we're, we're dialing back. We're sort of mid, uh, early mid-90s. Yeah. You're in that moment of thinking, I, I can't do this. Yep. Do you pull the plug completely? Do you scale it back? What, what happened? What was the next step? Um, yeah, well, I moved here after getting married to Jackie. Well, so uh, Jackie was your second wife? Yeah, Jackie's my second and final. So, so how did you guys... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to see how this. Did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how did you guys meet? Uh, met in a hotel in Wales. Not far from where I'm moving back to. All hey, the years brilliant. later, we're going to see it. full circle. Yeah, no, I was at a 40 Towers weekend doing a... Um, uh, you know, the actors come in and yeah, took yeah. a hotel over in Wales for 48 hours. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and you paid to turn up and get abused. It was absolutely brilliant. Not abused as like so I was in the past, yeah, yeah. but I was abused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, say, I mean, so at yeah, three yeah. o'clock in the yeah. morning, a fake basil yeah, running yeah, yeah, down yeah. the corridor. Everyone that. out, everyone <laughs> out, everyone out. That's some weird <laughs> shit going on if you're going to parties like that. Um, so uh, so you, that, yeah. you, you were there as a, uh, just to my experience. Parents owned it. My parents owned it. Your parents right. owned a hotel? Yeah, my parents are hoteliers, yeah. And they put on this 40 Towers week. Whatever, yep. and that's I went fantastic. there, and Jackie is that's turning. That's a great idea. That's huh? brilliant. Wow, that's yeah. a brilliant idea. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. And so it's the really actors good come in and just basically take over the. Just like the, yes, you have Basil, you have Sybil, you have Manuel, the waiter. You go mm. and have dinner, and your plates could fly at you. They could do anything. Excellent. That's, that's just, just so fantastic. much fun. You, okay. ch- you 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 check it. I mean, he rang the. He got. He kicked everyone out at three a.m. Put us in the car park for a fire alarm that wasn't going. Yeah. Everyone out. That's and you just, just you've paid brilliant. to get kicked out and we're all still standing in the, <laughs> this corridor outside just going yeah and he's just walking around as Basil and you're just going oh is it a bad trip or is this really happening yeah. it's happening it's happening, it's happening. guys it's not uh, a flashback so Jackie was there as a guest as well yeah okay and so you, you guys hooked up 
yeah, we hooked up that night, but not, not nothing happened. And from that day, yeah, that night. Excellent. And then uh, we've been together over 20 odd years now. And so what made you decide to come to Phuket for your honeymoon? Ah, uh, because I wanted, this is where the jelly, I didn't want to be around kids. And uh, we were going to, and I wanted an adult only resort. Uh, I was done, didn't want families or anything. Yeah. Um, and we were going to Bermuda or somewhere like that, Jamaica first. And then we didn't get there because the flight was cancelled or something. So we went and found Thailand. And so we decided to come to Phuket so and within two you weeks. You Jamaica come to Thailand. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey I like it. Yeah, I, if I, you could have just yeah. seen, he's going there. He's going, there's something there. There's something there. Oh, Jesus, you that clock's got gap go. between it. I was like, I heard Jamaica. Like I heard hand. Barbados. Here we go. Here we go. There's something. No, okay. So where did <laughs> you first stay? Um, so. How big was the fish again? <laughs> okay, just checking. I used to have an invisible dog as well called Where Are You? Because I haven't seen him for such a long time. Uh, I used to have a pantomime cow called Cow Pat. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Is that dear. a flash? Am I in the room? Yeah. <laughs> have you got a tumbleweed for the podcast? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah, I yeah. am going to edit this one and produce it to its maximum. I'm making him work. Yeah, and absolutely. why not? Well, and he, why not? He's got nothing else to do. He's going to have to exactly. go and listen um, to us. So, uh, so no way. When we came here on honeymoon, I actually stayed at the old Sheraton. And I went, oh my God, this is Disney World. What the hell is this? Where the fuck is that? Uh, oh, Laguna. Yeah, yeah Laguna. Okay, yeah. And it was awful. What uh, is I it mean, now? It's Tangsan. It, was, it wasn't a tropical island that I was thinking like the Maldives. They told me there was a boat check-in. I was thinking because in the Maldives you get a speedboat or a plane yeah, yeah. to your island. So I That's very but different from Laguna's so, yes, little... So I turned up and I went... I turned up and I said, thinking we're going off to an island, right? I thought that... Okay. And then no, the boat the turned up and I said, what's that? And they said, it's your boat. And I said... Where's Mickey and Dan? What is this place? You guys are on. This you is either take so this boat not for the Thailand. Five, five minutes, or you could walk across the bridge, which takes thirty seconds to get to reception. Yeah. Either yeah. way, whichever one you want. It's just so crap. Sorry, it was just so awful. Um, and actually, so I you fell in love with the place. Uh, <laughs> fell, up, fell in love with the outside. Because yeah, yeah. what actually happened? Because I didn't like Laguna uh, at the time. Um, actually, I don't give a tip. I'm not staying here. I really dislike Laguna. <laughs> and I hate all the buildings that they're doing <laughs> and everything else. Cut that one out. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. No, no way. Um, if Laguna, such a lovely place. Yeah. If Laguna do want to sponsor the Jayla Shark and Friends and Russell podcast, then Gary you can. We, are <laughs> we do not have the same opinion as Gary. I do. Uh, so oh, yeah, Russell does. Thank you for being no, with him. Laguna's okay. a mess now. It's a mess. If someone had bought a house, right, there, with all their money, because... To me, Laguna was Essex people done well. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> right, it's 42 minutes into this podcast. Let's, We're let's done. Thank you very much, Gary Holden. Yeah. No, you, I'm kidding. So, no, that's what happened. I didn't like the hotel. <laughs> and we went out and I hired a car and then a Jeep back then because you could go down to Rao in 20 hire, minutes. Honestly, yeah. you always hire a retire Jeep when you go on holiday somewhere. They're the shittiest Jeeps in the world. They're hairdressers' car. Yeah. But when you're not... I did the same thing on it to Greece and Iron Affa. Always get a Vitara Jeep. And yeah. we look They're shit. They look absolutely. And if nobs. you go around the corner too fast, they You're just zipping. roll over. They yeah. tip. Yeah, I'm not. A, I mean, you know, I'm not a good. I still guy. want one. I still want one now. I see them in the road. I, yeah. like, oh, I still really want one. Yeah. I see them coming out of Patong and they're all sitting there. Yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Sad burgers, but we yeah. all did it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that's what we did, and uh, fell in love with it. 
and met a few people out here during that time and um, got to figure out, just started talking and then basically went back to the UK and in six months we'd sold our house. Uh, Jackie and I had sold our house, paid all our bills off and we left with £10,000. I'm 36 years old. I'm now 52. I don't have £10,000. I'm going back to it. <laughs> don't worry. I'm 44 years old and I've never had £10,000. So I don't worry about it. Yeah. So that's how I got here. That's so how we got here. So you've been here, t- how long, sorry? 15 years? 16. 16. So it's, okay. So £1,600 a year you spent. That's pretty good going. Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah. The ups and downs. and the, It's yeah, been an down. interesting ride from... It's your, been phenomenal. Do you still I mean, have that suit? The tiger suit? I do. I threw it away yesterday. No oh, way. way. You, know you should have sold that for charity. Someone would have bought that. Yeah. What, my pimp suit? Yeah. That was weird. That was a random thing that I used to wear. That was a... I, I got a job. I don't know. I had a job. Uh, I can't think of what it was called now. Um, they were opening up like a car jockey. They were trying to... It was a French guy. Opposite oh, Follies. Follies. Yeah, Follies de Piquet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was their resident DJ and... Regalia. Whatever the person I was. Well, listen, and look, look, how, look how good that turned out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that closed. <laughs> um, you are leaving the island. Yes, I am. Um, which is a shame. And you, you, you have, like I said, you were the OG of DJs and entertainers on the island, and we all came in after you. And there's more people that are coming on. And like you exactly. said, you know, society moves on, life moves on, youngsters come through, and especially within this industry, the entertainment industry as a whole. Um, which is a shame you leave him. But, you know, hopefully it's a positive thing because you sound much more positive and you're, you're starting to deal with demons. And I say more I positive and I saw your face light up then, <laughs> yeah. which is not positive. But listen, you're dealing with demons and I think that it's always small steps for everyone who's dealing with whatever they have to deal with. And, it, and it's taking those small steps and it's keep going. And look, every day there might be a couple of steps we take back. I know that for a fact and I, I kind of feel your pain. You're, you're, a lot, <laughs> you're a lot worse than I am. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. But... No, you, you've yeah. suffered. I could be I, so I, much I, worse. I mean, I do watch a lot of programs on TV just to set, to make myself feel better. You know, I'm yeah. sitting there. I don't know if you've seen. I, I Channel Five, fat shuttings. I'm. Fa- it's about overweight because I had that experience oh, over honestly, here as well. There's, there's so much, and unfortunately, I, uh, the biggest loser. You are the biggest that. loser. <laughs> we, we, Can we, we cover that? You yeah, want to do, okay. amazing. Yeah. So hey, are you going to do an extension just well, because of me? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, Let's go for I, it. I go wanted on. to ask you about, uh, about that. Can I just point out, for those who can hear the, the rain in the background, it is because we're sat outside it's beautiful, yeah. of Russell's uh, dog training facility and luxury kennels. And I must say, it's bloody lovely. And um, if you can rain. hear the rain, I can't edit that out. Sorry. How much is a room, by the way? Because I tell you what, <laughs> that's better than some of the rooms <laughs> I've stayed in. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, yeah. your dog room sweets. Yeah. I mean, God, So tell us because I mean I remember when I first came to the island I think you just were about to go on to or maybe a year after yeah. to go on to the biggest loser so tell us of that experience and that how did amazing. that all work that was weird uh, so I'd been all overweight all my life obviously for different reasons um, just just very quickly you did the biggest loser and you did the triathlon yeah what and was the I sequence did the Ironman 70.3 yeah. seven days later yeah and what was, <laughs> but what was the sequence was the biggest loser came first biggest loser came first and then you cra- carried it on with the triathlon yeah right? and then when I came so I that was amazing I remember when, that when, when the show f- when I got kicked off the show whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. no hang on no no don't you off. yeah yeah but you got no you didn't just get kicked off yeah, yeah I got went, voted off by the Filipinos yeah but you I went, know what racism's like but you went <laughs> They yeah. ganged up on me. There was no way a white guy was ever going to win Biggest Loser Asia Season 1. No, not a hope in hell. Uh, it's but probably pretty true. It's <laughs> pretty true. But you weren't the first off. 
No, I wasn't the first off. Yeah, there you uh, go, they so. walked off. That was the second. My <laughs> forfeit. <laughs> but I wanted to prove everyone there wrong. So I came back. And thanks to um, Joe, the personal trainer back then, who was at RPM, RPM yeah. who's now at U-Time, U-time yeah. who is amazing. Yeah. I love He's a the legend. guy. He's absolutely wonderful. And when I was doing the show, I wanted to plug him. I've regretted, and Fitness First wouldn't let me, allow me to say it. And I remember him watching the show and thinking he was going to get his thing. And I'd said it, and they edited it, and they cut it out. And that guy deserves a medal. Him and Darren Hancock that are two people that took me from that space, from a drinking, drug-taking, and I still did those things too while I was training, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he said to me, why don't we train you for an Ironman 70.3? And the Laguna Triathlon the week yeah. before is part of your training, not the race, right? Yeah. The race is for the 70.3, yeah. and it was amazing. Um, and he put me on a program, and I just tuned into it, and I went, right, let's do this. Because I obviously wanted to make money, so I was thinking, what a story. Biggest loser, get on there, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, set up a health camp, sell it, right? Always looking for the other, I was always looking for the other What did you things. go, weight-wise, what did you go from? I went from 125 kilos to 79 in five months. Holy shit, bricks. I didn't even do that Which with meth. Which you probably did I didn't to even get do down. that with meth. Um... <laughs> Can I just say... And I put the weight back on, and it's back off again. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at 115, but weight now is not an issue to me. Um, it's, it, it's Weight can go away. Can I just say, congratulations, I've never done a triathlon. I know that old Rockstar over here next to me has done about 50,000 of them and all sorts of medals that he's got You've hanging up in his house. You've also done a three-legged race that none of us have done either, mate. So you well, no, that, that's not a good thing to talk yeah, about the three-legged hey, race. I remember it very well. It was fucking so horrible. We. And I still hate him for every part of that and I will never have a coffee with him again. Um, we need to do a rerun, by the way. No, we don't. There's no running involved. Um, <laughs> but just from a positive point of view, I've never done a triathlon and I would never foresee myself wanting or even thinking I could do a triathlon, mm. physically do it, I don't think. And whatever a 70.3 is, it sounds hard work. Yeah. And I don't think I could do that either. So from, from you going from wherever you are and all your problems and everything from doing that, you should, there's, there's points where you should grab and be oh, yeah. really, really, you know, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was, back then, I was trying. I mean, all I've got is I failed at a three-legged race. Yeah. I mean, that's my <laughs> positive thing. I think that's bloody brilliant. Though. What, failing? No. Well, you know what? <laughs> Makes us better people. Well, yeah. no, you're right because you learn lessons and you learn and you learn from your mistakes. And my mistake was to fucking listen to Russell <laughs> yeah, exactly. and to do it. And I've learned from that. And now you understand why you got two yeah. feet and you could start walking yourself. You don't need to tie exactly. yourself to anyone. Yeah. But no, actually, you know what? I uh, we filmed that. That was filmed as well. That journey was all filmed by um, uh, some some TV company and ESPN filmed yeah. it all. And it was amazing. And actually, to be honest. I wasn't tired. I had done so much training. I actually had to fake how knackered I was at the end that's because brilliant. I wasn't knackered. Wow, yet. that's amazing. And that's how fit. I used, to try, I used to be able to go, this is so amazing, in my own head when I look back at it. You know the hills tonight, Tom? Sorry, hills, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I out used to go out there and go, I don't understand why anyone would want to cycle up here without a motor on it. Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree with you. There's no reason to do it. Absolutely. In my training, when it was getting there, I was having to go to the airport and back, back. three times. Yeah. So I used to start from here, go over, go over to by the airport, turn around, come back, turn around, go back, turn around, come back. 
Yeah, Darren was an absolute arsehole for that. Yeah, and you know what? I only had to get off once yeah. on, on any of the hills. That, and I didn't have cleats. Can I, so can I, I guess where that was? Was that just as you come around the Jasara Hill? Just as you, yeah, it's that. You come around the corner, you think, oh, threw fuck that me. One. That was the one I threw. Yeah. That one got me the first time I did it. Yeah. And the, the, the other one that gets you is actually on the other side of Nighton. Uh, Coming it's back. It's very steep and there's a bar now on the top. There yeah, yeah, you're on the way back. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was truly amazing. Inspired a lot of people. They travelled me around Asia to do talks yeah. uh, and try and, you know, help people. But again, go back to, I hadn't dealt with my past. My weight was always going to come back. My drinking See, I was just, so I was just going to bring this back. up. It all comes back. Because you made a point a second ago that as you're going through all the training, you were then thinking, oh, I can make a... Yep. So your, your, he, your headspace was all about financial... It wasn't about fitness. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is it the wrong about, headspace. It was about getting on TV, trying to get famous, to do that thing so that I could get the money that I thought I wanted. Correct. Whereas, and I don't actually need that money anymore. I whereas just need now, friends and my wife. Yeah. And whereas now your headspace in terms of now dealing with all the emotional yeah. baggage from back then puts you in a better headspace. I think so. so. No, it, it, 100% it does. But, um, and again, that allows you, because you'll be able to talk to people yeah. that need the help, that don't recognize that they need the help. And you'll yeah. be able to see, I know exactly where you are. And you, and you genuinely will be able to see that, whereas yeah. we maybe not. I, I, I see that with the drinking, uh, with the beer, um, because I drank binge drinks all the time. And I was saying to you earlier, guys, that nothing good came when I was drunk. I, I mean, anything that's bad that has happened here is because I've been drunk. Yeah. When I've fallen out with people, it's because I was drunk. Um, you know, it's, and I needed to be drunk to see people. And I needed to, and it was just a cash. It was just, yeah. and I actually saying to someone, oh, I, I've got a drink problem. They said, well, Gary, you don't drink every day. I don't drink at home. And I said, no, but I binge drink probably three, four times a week. And it's probably on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Most people go out on Friday and Saturday. I'm working. So I'm pissed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, yeah, binge yeah. drinking. And I sat there and I was saying, I th I'm an alcoholic. I've got a problem. I'm an alcoholic. And everyone's going, you know, an alcoholic. You don't wake up in the morning. You want a drink? And uh, I said, yeah, but I can't stop once I've tasted beer. I don't drink spirits, don't do it, but mm. beer. I can't stop. And then it leads to whatever craziness yeah, yeah. I don't. And then I, um, what was I trying to say? This is another thing that's happening now, memory. Uh, so when I said to people, I'm an alcoholic, and they were saying, no, no, you're not. I went back to the house <clears throat> and I Googled, am I an alcoholic if I binge, you know? Yeah. And do you know what the answer came up? You Googled it. Yeah. I think you've got a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're asking the question. You, you're asking me a question. It's really okay. funny. Yeah, yeah. I've done exactly the same thing. January the 7th. Uh, January the 7th, the, I stopped. Uh, well, congratulations. Look, I mean, and, and I, I haven't... I will drink again, but I just need to... Yeah, no, and I think that I'd, I'd, I've never had a drinking problem. I've just stopped, I just stopped drinking over the pandemic just because you couldn't buy it. And so I just thought, well, there's no point buying it if I can't drink it and I don't need it. And I, I found that non-alcoholic Heineken, yeah, no, which is... Which was very nice, and that, that's what I just like that flavour. So I'm not really fussed about drinking. But I have Googled about um, suicide and depression once, and had the similar answer come up that basically said, 
you're just Googling it, so you're fucked, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, you're not. I you're just si- at the start of your journey. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. How I see it. Well, I yeah. asked Siri, and Siri just said, fuck, mate, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. done. <laughs> just, just, just go. God, you, go you've on. got so high end <laughs> yeah. helpers, haven't you? <laughs> Siri, Alexa. I've heard. I'm oh, I going never back. asked Alexa. I've I didn't like I Alexa. Now, see, you guys are younger, and you know, I'm going back to where all this technology is this Alexa and that. I, can I walk in someone's house? And say because I don't have it, I don't know what it is. Yes, you can. Can I walk into someone's house and say set an alarm for yes. three a.m. Yes. Heavy metal. Unless yes. you and can. And then walk out their house. Yes. yes. And then it will play. As yes. long as oh, they, unless yeah. they've selected your circus. Because I did this with my daughter. Just got a phone. Who's eight years old. Don't even get me started on that. But I've said it so only my voice can set stuff on it. So oh, she okay. can't then do certain things on it. Oh. So you can set voices. Because I, I was in my mate's house in the UK probably two years ago, when I was back for a holiday. And I'm in the kitchen, we're having a cup of tea and a chit-chat, and she popped upstairs, and her son is called Alexander. So, and he went outside, into, into he was just playing in the garden. And my friend said, oh, can you just ask Alex to, to come in a sec? And I went, Alex! And this voice behind me said, like, how can I help? And, I was just, and I'm leaning in the kitchen against the window, and it, the speaker's right fucking out. I had no idea. Yeah. How can I help? I was like, fucking, what is this? Uh, I think someone's here. So I go to the door, open the door, there's no one outside. Mm. <clears throat> my friend comes down and says, she goes, what's going on? I say, someone just said, how can I help you? And I'm just, what was that? <laughs> was Welcome I, to the world. Oh, she goes, oh, is that Alexa? How can I help? I said, like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what, what is it? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm paranoid now, I tell you. So I'm actually going to do a podcast come little vlogging thing. Good for you. Of, uh, it's flip-flops to wellies. Nice. That's Flip a great nice. name. I like that. It's a great name. And yeah. it's basically my time I've spent here going back now to a Western world that being over here, I'm looking at as actually people in America and the UK think they're great. They're really not. They've done it's I'm I'm, I'm oh, not well. looking forward to going back. Well, I, th- I think what you should take is not what the media portray as living in the UK and, and not what a lot of people who live in Phuket say because I mentioned about going back as well. And everyone's like, what do you want to go back for? It's so beautiful. It's shit there. And listen. It was beautiful here. It, it was. There are still And we be- had our day. But there's, there, there is, there's beautiful places everywhere. And it's about how you feel about the place. Totally. Like, when I go back to the UK, I go and stay in the new forest with my parents. And it is the most beautiful place in the world. I, I adore going back. Because what do you want to go back for? It's like, because I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So... Yeah, okay, if you went back and into the middle of Birmingham... Yeah, I am going into country. Yeah. It's probably a horrible place to go back to. So I think you have to take it a pinch of salt and not listen to other people and, and try to have your own opinions. Listen, we're, we're cracking right on. And, so that's and I, I apologise to, to cut you off, and I don't mean to, but... Oh, can um, I come back and do 37? Well, we yeah. can, you, <laughs> what well, I'd like to actually, ask you... Go well, on. No, that's not a bad idea, actually. Once you... Because you, you haven't got a date for when you're going back, do you? No, at the moment, with all the flights being yeah, up, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't afford to lose the flight. Sure. Uh, to book one so you have to I'm, I'm sitting here waiting, waiting um, yeah. and, and they won't let me close my company down because we're in an emergency decrease still yeah, yeah. so you can't uh, close companies down at the moment Correct. so it's all up in the air each day is different uh, a lot of the time I'm just sitting in my front room going what the hell is going on? But I'm assuming <laughs> the likelihood is within the coming weeks and months. I would say four months Yeah, yeah. because I've got the I, I rescued the, the two stuff, puppies yeah. from uh, Bodie and then um, yeah, they're going to be what, three months. what would be good, because um, we could have a little Zoom chat when you are back in the UK. Yeah. 
and do a just a follow-up podcast to see how you're going but also we could be guests on your podcast i think that's a beautiful idea i would love to do that i'd love to do a follow-up and we've talked about doing follow-ups before yeah, and this yeah. one, i think we'd yeah. be perfect to see how you're getting to, on to see how yeah well i appreciate you guys well before we go russell through all your ups and downs and travels mm. and you've seen a lot you've done a lot so you're in a good position to answer this question Take a minute to think about it if you like. It's a serious one. How long? But do you believe that the earth is flat? That wasn't the question I was expecting. You haven't asked that for weeks. I know, I know, I know where you were going. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. (laughs) The earth. And on that note, thank you very much, Gary Holden. (laughs) 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 Do you know what? If we have plenty of time in the world to discuss that, Life's not too no, bad. No, it's not too it? bad, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, the, the other question is, what things, if any, are on your bucket list? Ah, good. You know, uh, my real bucket list, the best thing I want to do, I'm going to be totally honest. Sure. I want to get absolutely high as a kite and lay and look at the northern lights. Then that might be pretty cool, that's, actually. That's on my list, and to see a polar bear. At the same time? Well, that would be great because then the gear would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> I can see polar bears. Especially now. if a polar bear is sat next to you going, yeah, mate. But no, yeah, I think that's it. the Northern Lights has always been something, and I and, and I would like to go there Sweet. and literally just lay down, be in the middle of nowhere, and just trip out and stare at that. Nice. That would be my goal. That's Brilliant. my goal. That's my goal. That's my goal. That's where the song. Thank you so much. That's where the really, really. Good luck. First of all, good luck. With this fantastic, oh, don't don't praise him. Yeah, Someone yeah. praised him last week. Said he was the best-looking dog trainer on the island. The only, but that's uh, what she said. He gets so much fucking praise. The gingerhead freak <laughs> pisses me off. I get so much grief. Not that I'm jealous. Oh, he's been in lockdown then because he's grey. Yeah. I know, yeah. he's still ginger to me. No, you, you've got a great... This is it is a nice facility class, here mate. at Canine Point world Academy. Class, if you do want to go... And, Thank and, you. And I'm doing, as I said to you earlier before, I'm doing a little bit of... The, I've taken my online courses. I'm no, nowhere near your level, no. but I'm starting. And to see the difference in the puppies that I've taken yeah. and to, to understand... Just and doing learn, a little it, bit, It's mate. absolutely amazing. And you do a great job. You Opening this up in a time <laughs> on the island that is really tough. Yeah. And if... Y- y- Don't I know it? <laughs> you, you really deserve uh, 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 all the luck in the world. You don't need I, I, luck because you're actually no, no, you're, you're a good guy and good at what you do. I, I think I we need a bit of luck. Yeah. So there you go. That's no, I, 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 you, you on the other hand. Oh no, let's let's move off me, Gary Holden. Thank you very much for <laughs> being welcome, on man. our podcast. Yeah, it's a, listen, you, thank you for opening up. I really appreciate it. I, I, I knew this would probably go down that path for this one. Um, it's been a tough time for all of us, but I, 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 I see that you're in a more positive place than you have been probably for a long time, and you're making a move, and, and sometimes that's the right thing to do. Do you know, just quickly, mm. when you're stuck in that dilemma of living in Phuket, and you get, you get this as an expat, and people saying to you, don't go back there, it's a shithole. Well, you know what? The biggest problem is actually making that decision. Yeah. If you sit yourself in limbo going, I've got to go back, I've got to go this way... Uh, You'll end up staying here, resenting living here. Yeah. I think you'll become the grumpy t- uh, expat yeah. that goes, ah, bloody traffic. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not like it was in my day when we used to, you know. And, you know, uh, yeah. So once you've made that decision, it is a lot easier to, to then focus and then move on. And yeah. once you've done that, it's, it, it all well, falls into place. Mate, I mean, we'll obviously, we'll see you before you go. But just Definitely. for the pod. 
all the very best with with what comes next. Uh, and looking forward to the to joining you on the flip flops and wellies. Yeah, flip flops and wellies. Gary Holden, thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers, Russell, mate. thank you. Best of luck. Thanks, Stay health, well Cheers. and healthy. Bye bye. Gary Holden, legend, OG of the entertainment industry. Okay, I give in. Go on. OG. Original gangster. Oh, okay. Is that, so you didn't know that? No, the I, whole podcast. I tried to work it out. So I, no, I, I just give up. Okay, yeah, OG means everything. So here's the OG. Um, Gary Holden, mate, he's got a, a, a past. Wow. Um, I mean, that went a lot deeper and darker than I kind of thought it was going to go, to be fair. Like, it, we've both known Gary a long, long time. Yes. Pretty much as long as I've been on the island. Knew about some of his issues, the drinking issue, particularly here. Um, but obviously, there's a reason. Um, and he's dealing with some very, very serious demons. And I give him, I mean, I doff my cap to anyone that, that talks about their, their own issues and their own demons. And that's, it's a big step for anyone. Oh, no, it's a huge step. And look, like I said, it's, if he's helped people out, um, if anyone is in crisis, I'm not sure if you are or you're not, it doesn't matter. But if you're able to talk about anything that you're stressing you out and it's making, because stress is terrible. Holding things in is terrible. So make sure you just let it out. I think, for, and I think for for someone like Gary, the the position he's in at the minute is uh, as horrible as it is what he's gone through. Where the the position he is in now is he's primed to help other people, either that are going through it, have gone through it, or even to see it before they get to that. I mean, he depth. could talk, look, look, he could go and be a great speaker somewhere. Because he's had so much experience from different, yeah, yeah. Uh, different issues in his life. Yeah. From abuse to drugs to alcohol to being overweight. These are all major issues e- on their and own. And they're major issues. His, I mean, he was saying his, his, his drive and his work within entertainment, because that's what he felt he could do and felt comfortable with. And it's, it's a quirky thing. I'm not saying we should sit and laugh and crack jokes about all of this. But he's got that persona that he, he can hold a crowd. Yeah, you know, he if can. he's got th- a one person in front of him, he can sit and talk openly about the, the issues. If he had 100 people there, he could still do the same thing. And he could carry it off really well and not, not make it light, but make it engaging. But in I a way that I think people need to make these sort of things engaging to talk about them. No, I, I agree with you. And I think he can do that. And he can laugh at himself. And look, I mean, we might have made the off-the-cuff comments. But I think you have to be able to, if you can do that, and, and, and that does bring some positiveness to somebody and they can, they can enjoy the fact you are yeah. making... Not, I'm not trying to say make light of it, but it is... To make a difference. And presenting it in a slightly different way and being able to, you yeah. know, to, to not laugh at your issues, but to be able to handle them with a bit of humour. Sometimes people appreciate that and it, it, it helps. And if that's how he deals with it, yeah. then that's great because it is how I deal with a lot of things is through humour. Mm. You know, and people just think I've got a dark... Horrible sense of humour, as you probably it's do. It's probably because you do. <laughs> but I think we all do to You should have heard the first outro. Yeah. Um, but no, good guy. And I fully, you know... And I'm really looking forward to... Uh, I like his idea for the Flip Flops to Wellies podcast. Absolutely. That's got some... Uh, here's a good one for you. That's got some legs in it. That Technically feet, legs. but... Yeah. Feet, legs, calves. Depends how big your wellies are. That's true, too. I mean, if you've got waders on, it goes right up to your old ball that's, bag. That's true. <laughs> to be fair. On that note, not, the ball bag. On that cheery note. <laughs> um, no, Gary Holden, God bless him. I hope he does well. Not that I'm a, God, a believer in God, but um, yeah, God bless him. hope he does well. And um, good luck to him when he goes back to the UK. Absolutely. If anyone wants to buy stuff from him, tap him Now's up right time. now. Yeah, cheap <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, 
Uh, thank you for listening to the Jelly Shark and friends. And Russell. Uh, podcast. Like us on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, you can go on Instagram. There's nothing there, but go for it anyway. And, and check out our website, phuketpodcast.com. Excellent. Thanks, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Catch you soon. Cheers, bye. Bye.